Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. SmarterPodcasts.com. Delivering sound advice. This morning we were walking Lulu and ran into a pregnant woman with two dogs, each on a leash. One, the most beautiful St. Bernard, slim, trim, seven-year-old St. Bernard, but, you know, 130 pounds, and some other very large dog. And we got into a conversation with her, and she said, she said, I am terrified of what's going to happen when this baby is born. And she, I mean, just babbling. She said she had just gotten a car seat, and both dogs jumped onto the car seat. She thought they were going to destroy the car seat, and she had visions of what would happen to the baby. So, I'm Joanne Green. Welcome to the Good Dog Podcast, where today, Trish King, who is the Director of uh, Behavior and Training at the Marin Humane Society, and I will be talking about how to integrate a dog with the baby, or the baby with the dog, or the children with the pets, because this is a concern for many people. People who like children often like pets. People who like pets often want to have children. Welcome, Trish. Thank you very much for inviting me. We were told way back in the day when we were first having our first child, and we had a small dog, kind of the same size as Lulu, little Ziggy. Uh, we were told that we should present the baby to Ziggy and let Ziggy sniff the baby and kiss the baby and as though we were saying, here's your baby. Mm -hmm. And then, sure enough, Ziggy felt fiercely protective of the baby and slept under the bassinet and... And loved the baby. Loved the baby to bits. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm sure, not always that simple. No, it's not always that simple, but it's very nice when it is. It's, it works. It's wonderful, yeah. So is that a good thing to try? Yeah, I think that, you know, the first thing, if you're going to, if you have a, have a dog or two dogs or whatever and you want, and you're going to have a baby to uh, do some preparations so that the dog under, un, un, you know, doesn't freak out when you have the baby. And one of the biggest things that happens is that, as you know, when you have a baby, your life changes completely and utterly. You're sleep deprived. <laughs> you can't get away from the kid. Um, certainly not unless you have made arrangements, which some people are lucky enough to have done. But your time is not your own anymore. And if your dog has been your baby... Um, kind of like your husband. Backseat. <laughs> that's right. You have to prepare the dog. And the dogs dogs can get jealous, and they do get jealous. How do you prepare a dog? So, well, one of the things you do is you actually put the dog on, a, on the schedule that you think you will be doing when you have the baby. So that if, if, for instance, you're planning on feeding the baby without the dog present, 
then at some point during the day, every day, you should be putting the dog in another room so that the dog doesn't think that this is, that the baby has kicked the dog out. So this is before you've had the baby. Um, And you can even, some people go to the extent of having a doll that that they use and all that kind of stuff. I don't know that that's necessarily... That's that's necessary, but you know it it, it probably doesn't hurt anything. Um, preparing the baby's room is good. Having the dog come in and check out the room, depending on the kind of dog it is. If they are interested in that kind of stuff, they'll tell you. If they're not, they'll just go. Well, you're changing the house around again. I don't care. Um, but definitely, you know, your dog won't be able to get the same amount of exercise in the same time frame that it has been in the past, unless you have made arrangements for that. So just making sure that the dog understands that you still love the dog at particular times of the day or night is good. Um, if the dog sleeps in your bed, for instance, and you're intending to have the baby sleep in your bed with you for a while, you might not want to have the dog sleep in the bed. But don't take, don't wait until the baby comes to kick the dog out of the bed. Do it beforehand so that it's not a situation where the baby has has had this impact on the dog. It It is that the rules have changed for whatever reason. You get to make up the rules. So, you know, you've just made that rule up. And that really helps. Um, most dogs love babies. Most dogs don't have any problem with babies at all. Um and so if you, when you come home and you have the dog smell the baby, the dog is like, whoa, that's interesting. That's a, that's a baby. <laughs> Let me take a taste. I like that baby. Um, and and of like course, they smell, they smell like they wonderful. The yes. And they're going to want to lick the baby. And, and that's okay. Some people it? don't mind and some people do. We were told, by the way, for those of you concerned, by our pediatrician, again, way back when, today's thinking might be different, that it was going to be fine. It's fine. The dog's saliva is actually much cleaner than ours. It's, it's not certainly not a problem, and uh, in um, unless there's an open cut or something like that. But for some people, it's a big and the deal. dog has rabies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but some people don't like it, and if you don't like it, then you don't don't let the dog do it. To be if from you the don't very like beginning. it, you've probably taught your dog not to lick people. Hopefully, hopefully. Sometimes people have, and sometimes they haven't. So, um, so that you know. It, that, that's an important thing to, to realize that most dogs do like babies. Oh, and one other thought, because as we were speaking on the trail to this woman, another woman with dog came up and joined in the conversation, and she said that she had, br- had her husband bring a baby blanket home from the hospital that smelled like the baby before she brought the baby home so yep. that the dog could get used to what the baby smelled like. And that's fine, you know. But that's not... And it, all those things are really important, are, are, are very important for some dogs, not necessarily important for others. Um, but they're, they're a good prophylactic kind of thing to do. Now, the problems usually come when the baby is eight months old, because that's when they normally start to crawl. And a dog that has just thought of this as being a stationary kind of strange little thing that just kind of makes a lot of noise suddenly the baby is intrusive on the dog. And that's when we get dog bites. When the baby is crawling towards the other do- the t- towards the dog, when it's eating, when it's sleeping, when it's just doing what it wants to be doing, and the baby's there, crawl, 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 grab, 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 grab. And the, and the dog will tell the baby, please don't do that. And the dogs usually do that by freezing and staring. Well, Babies don't get freezing and staring. They don't understand that at all. And so the, what the, the dogs feels like has been very clear and the baby has not listened. And so a dog might actually snap. 
the smaller the dog, the more likely they are to snap. Because the more vulnerable they are if they get their ears tweaked or their tails pulled or whatever. So you, you that that particular time is when you usually find that an intolerant dog goes, oh, wait a second, life has not changed for the better. So you really want to prepare your dog for that. And not leave the two alone. Oh, my goodness, you don't leave a dog alone with a child until they're five years old at least, you know, depending on the child. My daughter, when she was five, I could, I could kind of, I could leave one of my dogs alone with her with no problem at all. But she was a girl and she's very savvy. Boys, despite what we wanted to believe, are very different. They're far more intrusive. They're far more active. Many of them are, and um, certainly not all. And so they can, they are, boys are more likely to get bitten by dogs and girls. The, the statistics are way higher for boys. They move more erratically? They move or? more erratically. They're just not as... Um, they are object-oriented. So times, sometimes they think of babies as being... I mean, as, as dogs as being objects that, that need manipulation <laughs> as opposed to sentient beings that need to be lived with kind of thing. But no matter whether what sex your baby is, you don't want to leave them alone. But this is good news for my friend with the... 130-pound St. Bernard and the other, I mean, these two enormous dogs. Is the, the chances are that the, the, the smaller the dog, the worse the problem tends to be. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. So the larger Except the for dog, the larger the dog, the more likely they are to inadvertently hurt the baby. Step on the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and Roll over on the baby. Right. And just stick their head in the baby's face and kind of go, hi. And this head is? Enormous. Yeah. And it, 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 the baby will accept the, the, the dogs from the word go because that's just part of her life. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fear that some children have of dogs is learned. Oh, it's all learned. All learned. All learned. That stuff is learned. If, if, a, do- if a child grows up with a dog and has good experiences with the dog, they'll be fine. If a child grows up with a, doesn't grow up with a dog and the parents are afraid of the dog, the child will be afraid of dog. And that's, I mean, just, that's just the way it is. We have a, a, a lot of learning that, that, that uh, we do from the time we're babies. So, you know, one of the things you probably want to do with your dog is to do things that the baby would do. Pull on its ears. Grab its tail. Pull on its hair. Stick your face in its face. All those things. So that when the baby is actually pulling itself up on your dog to start to, to walk, which they do, they just grab and pull, that the dog just stands there and goes, okay, fine, this is all right, I can cope with this. Now, there are breeds that are better with dogs than other breeds, but... What, are, what breeds are better? Oh, golden retrievers, oddly enough, Labradors. Um, these dogs, that the retrieving breeds have, are, are bred for tolerance. They're bred for cold water, they're bred for, for, you know, for running through briars, they're bred for just, just, just tolerance, and so they tend to be really good. Dogs like St. Bernard's tend to be pretty good, um, or, or Newfoundland's, or some of those other kind of big nanny-type dogs. Poodles? 
Not particularly. Poodles are high drive, um, high energy dogs, and certainly many of them can be wonderful with kids, but they themselves move very rapidly. Um, so, you know, you just be a little bit more careful with them. Um, some Rottweilers are the best dogs for children that you've ever seen. Uh, Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they're just, they can and be And I bet wonderful. Pitbulls, when properly trained, can be too. Oh my God, Pitbulls, the, the breed description for pit bulls is wonderful with children. That's the breed description that's in the standard. The um, and, and this is where people get so messed up because just because dogs might attack other dogs does not mean that they'll do anything with people. They're, the two are completely separate. You can have dogs that are aggressive to people and to dogs, but those are they're generally different, even different um, motivations. So a dog like a pit bull, which is a very insensitive dog, the, the children can jump up and down on them, and they're fine. A good pit bull, you know, not a bad one, not one that's been bred badly or has had a very bra- bad puppyhood or whatever. Yeah, I just like to tell this as often as possible that it's all about the breeding and the training. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not the breed. It's, it's not just if it comes out looking like a pit bull, it's a nasty dog. So... Um, so anyway, that those are things that are, are really important. And then I love your advice, and I want to reiterate it here: of doing to your dog what the baby might do to your dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is absolutely key. Pulling on the ears, pulling on their fur, yep, getting up in their face, and and and, and if you're desensitizing planning, your dog. yeah, you're desensitizing. And if if for instance you have um, the intention of feeding your dog in the kitchen, where the and the having the baby be there, then you better be able to go and put your hand in the dog's food. If you can't, then you need to start training the dog to be able to do that, not to take the bowl away, but to put your hand in their food to be able to walk next to them. Or you better start feeding your dog elsewhere. And uh, you realize, of course, that once you put your baby in a um, a high chair, the dog is going to live underneath it, (laughs) if at all possible. If they have a brain. Yes, if they will. Because having raised kids, you and I both know, much of that food ends up on the floor. A great if deal you have it. a dog, it never hits the floor. <laughs> or if it does, it's only for an instant that it hits the floor. Um, and if you have multiple dogs, that's one of the hot spots for trouble, is in a place where there's lots of resources that are perceived as being limited. So, you know, you can get dog battles underneath... Um, Tables. And Very interesting. Are there any instances where a dog simply cannot adjust to the introduction of children? Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, I have a client right now with that situation. They have a, um, a Basset. Um, he's a very nice dog. He does not take intrusion on his person very well. So he, if you, um, if you go to hug him, he freezes and growls. And so that is, you know, that, that's bad news for babies. So they're, they're actually planning on rehoming the dog. Um, and they do have a home for him because they don't think that they can modify or, or manage the environment enough to be able to keep the two separate. And I totally agree with them. But in this. the vast majority of cases, it's workable. It's, it's generally workable. Yeah. Right. Any resources you can recommend to people? Um, there are some good books out on, on kids and dogs. Um, again, I do have, there's a handout on my, on our website 
www.marinhumanesociety.org, and Marin is M-A-R-I-N. Um, but they're actually a good friend of mine has written a book. Her name is Pia Silvani, S-Y-L-V-A-N-I, uh, has written a book about kids and dogs, and she doesn't have any children, but her co-author does. Um, and there's, uh, there's several that are pretty good. Excellent. But if people go to your website and click on Behavior and Training, they'll find a handout. That's correct. Great. Trish King, thanks so much for joining us on the Good Dog Podcast. Well, you're very welcome. Trish is, in addition to being the Director of Behavior and Training at the Marin Humane Society, the author of Parenting Your Dog, which is available on our website if you click Smarter Shopping from the homepage. This episode of the Good Dog Podcast was brought to you by Febreze Pet Odor Eliminator. Send pet odors packing. I'm Joanne Green, and I'd love to hear from you. Send an email to gooddog at smarterpodcasts.com. <laughs>